I mean, you can take it up to 40 or 45 if you want. They're not going to utilize it, right? There's only so much a deer can handle. Uh, and we figured out that's somewhere around 18, 19%. Well, we're sitting at 16, 14 to 16 with this. And, uh, man, we're just seeing fanta- fantastic results uh, on it. So, you know, I think we're right in the sweet spot for protein and and, uh, and that fat. That extra fat that comes with this buck grits, man, that's what really puts the energy to them. That's what gets them in good shape. All right, so Adam, is this a feed that I mean for the, for the typical deer hunter? Is this a feed that they want to keep out year round? Camel boots on my feet, bow in my hand, walking in the early. Buck grits and wise eye presents American Roots Outdoors. Welcome to the show, everybody. We are in the studio. Have been in the studio for a while. Again? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you were here for like two or three weeks in a row, and then then like for two, a couple of weeks, you you weren't. Yeah, had a lot going on. None of us were in the studio last week because of the Christmas holiday. Oh, yeah. But now we're back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we didn't air a show last week because of the holidays, Christmas. and uh, But anyway, we are in the studio, and we got a great show lined up for everybody. We have got... The title of this show is Deer Management with Buck Grits, and we've got the commercial director in the studio with us, Mr. Adam Thomas, and my mic keeps falling down. There we go. And I want to welcome you to the show, Adam. Welcome to the show, buddy. Thanks for having me. We really enjoyed coming out here and uh, love talking about deer, so <laughs> we're ready to go. Let's talk about you real quick. We got him done a short bio this morning about you. Uh, now we're airing on the podcast and the radio show in 19 countries and all across southern Missouri, northern Arkansas, Illinois, everywhere. Talk about your roots real quick. I'm just a simple country boy is all I am, Alex. I uh, I came from northwest Missouri, uh, grew up in small towns, farming up there, family farmed for Playing football. Playing football, yeah. <laughs> I, I got the pops and cracks to prove it, too. <laughs> so what, what, what town? Uh, Lathrop, Missouri is where I played ball and graduated from, and then Bethany is where our, our family came from and where our farm was at. Lathrop has, uh, in years past, has been pretty good. They've had a pretty good football program. Yeah, we was talking about that just a little bit ago, <laughs> about Lamar and how good they've always been, and, and my Lathrop mules knocked them out there about three years ago for the first time, and I don't know how many years we're the ones that, that sent them home. So uh, it didn't last too long. You know, a small town, we, we peak and we do good, and then we, we go back down to earth a little bit, and we'll peak right. again another four or five years. You know, we'll have another good team. So yes, it comes you, and goes. yes, you will. Yes, you will. So you're born and raised there and you grew up farming and you went to college at, at Columbia, Mizzou. Yep. Went to Mizzou and, and, uh, you know, all I ever wanted to do was farm and, and, and raise cattle and, and grow corn and beans. And, and I didn't quite get that opportunity. So what did I want to do? I wanted to be as close to the farm mm-hmm. and agriculture as I could be and, and still be successful. Right. So, um, that journey led me around a little bit, and I ended up at this company, Simo Milling, and we're a, we're a food grade corn mill. Uh, we make corn flour, corn meal, corn grits, corn flaking grits. You know anything that's made from corn, uh, we're making it there at Simo, and uh, been there for about ten years, and just love the heck out of it. You know, have a, a blast. I get to deal with farm customers. I get to deal with uh, food manufacturers, and it's something new every day. And then we turn around and we go make something up new ourselves, you know. And that's this buck grits here that, that we're out here uh, beating the stump for. And, uh, man, this stuff's going to explode. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> it's going to explode. We we kind of 
stumbled onto it accidentally and and we were trying to find out what do we do with this this uh these parts of the corn that that don't go into the food grade streams and and it's got all the best stuff in it you know when you talk about feed you're talking about protein and fat and and mineral content and amino acids and all those things that that you try and grab 10 ingredients to make it's right here and it's in one piece and it comes in these buck grits and um we started feeding it. We got it out in front of some wild deer, and I'm telling you, this is an, a no-lie story. All right, Alex? I took this stuff home with me two years ago to go hunting, right? I'm northwest Missouri. I'm about 15 miles no, you're not hunting over from it. the Iowa line. No, I'm not hunting over it. I've never never had stuff, never fed deer on this farm, period, ever. Yeah. I took a 20-pound bag up there with me, and I dumped it out on top of fescue. I'm talking thatch fescue that was eight inches thick, had never been mowed all season, you guys know what I'm talking about. If you're if you're oh, in the yeah. country, you know what big thick thatch fescue is. I dumped it out right on top of that, right? And I went and hunted the rest of the week. Came back at the end of the week after I chopped my buck the day before. I went back to where I poured out that pile, bare dirt. They took it from that thick thatch fescue to bare dirt in three days' time, and there wasn't one piece of this stuff left. And I knew right then we got something it's mind-blowing yeah uh, you know i've wow. done i've done some videos myself of using the product and you've seen it and if you follow me you've seen it we've done a video this morning Redbone, of the deer coming to it in the yard mm-hmm. and they just devour it but uh, i got something for you Redbone. i bet you didn't know that this company does i don't know you ready you're gonna love it okay. you love to eat fish don't you i do they made product for several major companies Mm-hmm. And fish batters. Tell them about it. Oh, really? Yeah. We, we were in his, in his place yesterday, and, <laughs> and uh, we were talking about buck grits, and his neighbor had come over and helped us unload a big tote bag of it, and we were all talking about Thank it. Thank you, I, Rob Faulkner. <laughs> I look over on the table, and there's this big old canister of, of Zatarin's fish fry. And I said, hey, guess what? You're already using my stuff. It's right there in that can <laughs> ah, of fish fry, you know? The Zatarin's, really? Yeah, that's the the corn flour that goes into those batters. Uh, we supplied that corn flour. So oh, wow. uh, it and was they, pretty they, neat. They, they provided Andes also. We did, yeah. We did some Andes. We do a bunch of them. So it uh, it goes all over the place, and it's almost mind-blowing what you end up in sometimes because yeah. we sell to these companies that make breadings and batters for everybody. So if you're eating a breaded chicken sandwich at any of these restaurants, really? chances are there's some of our stuff in there. You know, <laughs> They use corn flour for a lot of those fry batters because it gets crisp and crunchy mm-hmm. in it, and it has that beautiful golden color. So they're not using a lot of wheat flour. They're using a lot of corn flour in that, and we, we supply the heck out of it. So you come up with the idea of doing buck grits because you're an outdoors person. Right, right. You I'm thought, an outdoors man, person. And how did you just use in Seymour uh, Milling, where you right, work, right. who manufactures buck grits, and you just got to looking at it, and all of a sudden you're, it clicked? What? You know, you, you got to kind of think outside the box, right? If you want to innovate, you got to find something no one else is thinking about right now. And, and uh, yeah, being an outdoorsman for... Gosh, 25 years going out and hunting and, and learning what we can and can't do and, and how to how to follow deer and how to track them and, and turkeys and, and how they all move. We we see this product, and I'm looking at it going, man, there's something's here, you know. And I'll tell you the truth. Originally, we thought, I bet we could make a bird seed out of this stuff, right? We, we haven't got a bag designed for it. We're going to make a bird seed, and we were going to try and put it on the shelves and, and, and you know, let the folks that like to put out bird feeders and, and feed birds feed it that way and i tell you what the birds love it too you know they go nuts over it but then we kind of stumbled across wow the deer really like it and i think the deer is going to be a bigger deal than the birds so we <laughs> we did a little 90 degree pivot there and 
And I still got a birdseed bag design, but I ain't ordered one of them yet. <laughs> you know? we, we went with the buck grits instead. And, and uh, yeah, like I said, this thing is is uh, just on the verge of blowing up. And I'm telling you, if you're a, if you're a supplier out there, or a retailer, and you want to be on the ground floor, it's time to be making some calls because this stuff is it's going to go. Yeah, and we need to go to break, and that's a good place for us to stop right there. We'll talk about how retailers can do that. And also, I have some questions about just the product itself, and you said something early on about, in fact, it's it's the corn that you don't use for other things and the the remnants thereof. So we'll talk more about that, too. You're listening to American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge and his friends. We'll be right back. Hey, y'all, it's Tyler Farr, and you're hanging with me and my good buddy, Alex Rutledge, on American Roots Outdoors. Wishing on some love I've been on a big board For a while like a load him in the back of my truck Redbone, what would you say if I could tell you That you could kill a buck on a certain day? I would say you're crazy There's no way to predict how the bucks are going to move Well, you're wrong There's a new camera out called Wise Eye Technologies These guys can predict the actual deer movement Exact time that a deer is going to come through Really? Wise Eye Technology? This camera has five megapixel pictures, has a GPS system built inside, and it's an experience using this camera. It collects data and tells you the movement, wind direction, everything. On a camera? On a camera. WiseEyeTechnologies.com. And how do I find out more information about these guys? You go to WiseEyeSmartCam.com. I'm using them. You should, too. Make your hunt easier. Use Wise Eye. Hornady presents, welcome back to American Roots Outdoors, everybody, Alex Rutledge in the studio with Mike Crace, uh, Director of Operations, co-host, Wayne Lack's not here, Locke is not here today, uh, his kids <laughs> are sick, tell him you said Lack again. and he lives across the road, not the street from me, He's uh, a prayers to you, Wayne. <laughs> He's a Lackey. Yeah, hey, Lackey. <laughs> <laughs> but in the studio, we got Mr. Adam Thomas, the Commercial dr- Director of operations for Buck Grits, Simo Milling, out of Scott City, Missouri. And, man, he's telling us about his roots. It's pretty cool to know somebody that, that's done the same things that we have, Redbone, you know. And uh, this guy was a football player and come from a, a great area. Yeah, and, yeah. well, Lathrop, yeah, good football town. Uh, so let's pick up where we left off, Adam. And that is, you mentioned early on when you were talking before that you were trying to come up with something to do with – I don't know what the term is on the corn that it was not grade mm-hmm. for commercial use. So, well, it's not pick, that pick pick up from there. Yeah, it's not that it wasn't graded for commercial use. We just we use different pieces of the kernel for different ingredients, right? Okay. So if you take a kernel of corn and, and chop it in half, you know, right across, you got this dark uh, yellow hard starch around the outside, and you got some right. white floury starch in the middle, and then you got the germ that, that's sitting there, you know, in that dish in the corn, that that pale colored germ. Well, the germ is where all the fat is and the protein, and like what I was saying earlier, the amino acids and the minerals are, are in that germ. But whenever you're making corn flour and corn grits and corn meal, they don't want the fat. So you de-germ all that. We pull all that germ out of there, right, and we, we remove it. So that's what we got here. So we just took the best feed ingredient of the corn all together, and we pulled it out and separated it. Because for the stuff that we eat, we just want the hard starch in there is what we grind up and we put into flour and meals and batters and stuff like that. So... It's just the the part of the corn that isn't going to the food grade supply is what we've pulled out and and uh you know at one time it was going into our our co-product feed 
You know, we, we have this feed called hominy, and, and it's all that soft starch and the germ and the bran that goes in there, goes to poultry feeders, goes to cattle feeders. I have a question for you here. Now, I've asked you this before, but I want to ask it on the show. Corn isn't just corn, is it? Oh, no, there's all kinds of stuff in there. All right, so. Right, you know, there's different So when people say, oh, buck grits is just corn. No. All right, no. tell them now. No, it's it's the best part of the corn, right? You can feed corn, and it's got the same stuff in it. But this is concentrated. This is just the germ in there. It's got a, a little bit of starch that comes along with it, which provides the energy back. But what energy you lose in starch of whole corn, you pick up in the fat in the germ here. So, I mean, you, you're energy ahead with the butt grits than you are from corn, plus your protein ahead from Another corn. Another question for you here. Uh, tell everybody what percent protein. Everybody's hip crazy about protein for their deer antler growth health fat all that we touched on some of it but tell everybody because it's mind-blowing you guarantee 11 percent protein but normally runs normally runs 14 to 16 percent on a daily basis we we guarantee the 11 right that's the feed business right you you, you get away with the guarantee you can get away with but uh 14 to 16 percent is every day that's where it's hitting and and they just the deer eat the tar out of it yeah, I'm just sitting there thinking, I would not want to be the guy that, that's in charge of cutting those corn kernels in half and picking out that. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it takes a whole line of them, I'm telling you. There's a whole assembly line of them in there. No, no we got these great machines in there doing that for pounds. us. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, if somebody goes in there and buys regular corn, they're really not treating their deer herd right. No, and deer are going to eat corn. Don't get me wrong, right? They'll eat it. We sell the heck out of it all over the place. Yeah. People buy deer corn and they feed it. You go to stores and buy a bag, it says deer corn. Yeah. But it's just corn. It's just corn. There's nothing. Yeah. They cleaned it, right? They got all the weeds yeah. and whatnot out of it. But the deer's going to, number one, you ever chewed on a piece of corn? Oh, yeah. Well, what do you think's happening to that deer's teeth? Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? Tearing yeah. them up. Um, wow. That's going to lower lower wow. the life supply of the, or the lifespan of those deer because they're going to lose their teeth. Um, and then you've looked, the cattlemen in the area understand this, right? What lies in that pile of manure when they walk past? Oh, yeah. Chunks of corn. Well, yeah. here's a ruminant animal, same as a as a cow is, right? So you think they're digesting all that starch that they chewed up in that corn? No, sir, they're not. It's coming out the backside, too. You just don't see it in a deer pellet, right? Yeah. But it is. This protein, this germ protein, is digestible. They are going to take this. They're going to break it down. They're going to use it in their bodies. They're going to put on weight. They're going to put on fat because it's more energy than they even need. The protein's going to be there, and it's going to have them in great shape when they come springtime, and they're going to start putting antlers on. They're ready for it. He's got an outfitter that has a high fence operation in Bismarck, Lakeview. Twin Lakes. Twin Lakes. Now, check this out. Tell them what he did. So, this Randy, he, he helped us out uh, from the beginning. Test it. When we came up with the idea, uh, he was willing to do some testing for us, which we were very grateful for because, you know, you're talking about someone's feed and their operation. If it went bad... It could go bad, you know. He he got a bulk bag of that stuff from us, the super sack, and he took it up there and and he was telling me, he goes, now Adam, deer are, are pretty pretty finicky, right? And it's going to take them a while to want to come eat this because they're going to have to get used to it. And you know, when you switch feeds on whitetails, it takes two weeks, three weeks before they really go at it. He said he put a pile of this out in the feeder next to the feed he'd been feeding for years. They left the feed he'd been feeding for years and went to the germ and cleaned it up immediately. Really? Done the same thing with me whenever I tested it. My wow. deer yeah. left the sweet 12 that I was feeding and went straight to 
the buck grits and devoured it. Two mature does, and there was other yearlings there, left the main pile and went to this. Wow. It's crazy. Now, now the question might be, uh, maybe getting way ahead of, of the conversation here, but how long does it take for the deer to find it? Say someone doesn't feed deer right now. And, and they say, well, you know, I'm going to get some of that and start putting out for the deer on my farm. How long does it take for them to find it? I mean, is there an odor or some kind of an attractive well, it, form? It's got a, an aroma that the deer got to <laughs> catch up on. Just like the story I told you about taking it home. I've never fed a deer on that farm in my life, ever. And I dumped this out, and three days later, it was bare dirt. So you tell me how long it takes them to find oh, wow. it. Wow. <laughs> this is good stuff, everybody. Good stuff. And I tell you, I'm excited to work with you guys. We are here at American Roots, and we thank you for the relationship that we've started. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everybody, again, Buck Gritz has become a yearly partner with us on uh, KAPAMFM over there and K-Country 95. So we we, uh, are very proud to work with you because this product works. You know, I'm excited. I've got 1,800, well, I had 1,885 pounds in a big tote sitting in my garage. <laughs> You're giving I, it away so fast, you ain't going to well, have I'm none promo- left. <laughs> I'm promoting you, man. So so we got to get Buck Gitch out there. If you really want to take care of your deer herd, instead of just feeding them, it, it, you know, here's a question for you. When you manage cattle, are you going to feed them the cheapest feed you can feed them? When you want to take care of yourself. Are you going to feed the cheapest feed you're going to feed them? No, you want to feed them a good feed, and this is very affordable. You can buy a 20-pound bag of buck grits for $8 retail. No kidding. Twenty, Yeah, 20-pound bag. Wow, just doing calculations in my head as, as opposed to other deer feeds out there. That's that's. I it's mean, right in line. Right it, in it's line, not, absolutely. You're getting a premium product, and, and you're barely paying a premium for it. You and know, you, it's a little more than deer corn, but when you start looking at what you get in this bag versus a corn bag— it doesn't even compare. Well, you talked about the concentration. I know we just got limited amount of time left yeah. in this segment, but the concentration. So they're not going to eat as much at one time, right? Right. Because they're getting. I mean, deer, deer's body tell them when to stop eating. That's right. Deer limit themselves. They Where limit a cow themselves. will just gorge yourself on it, right? right? You don't want to put this in front of cattle, right? Don't go in the cattle pasture yeah. and put this out because they'll gorge themselves on it, and they'll get acidosis or they'll have the runs. You know, they'll get sick or bloat on it. Uh, but a deer, deer manages itself. You know, they he don't knows when to quit. They, they know, know when, to, when quit. to quit. And yeah. if the body doesn't need it, they don't need it. Yeah. We're going to go to a break, everybody. When we come back, we've got special guest, uh, Nick Miley, going to join us over the phone. He drives a truck and he hauls logs all over the country. And this guy's just a normal guy that bought him a Wise Eye camera, started using the Wise Eye camera, and he spent a total of seven and a half hours to shoot a 180 to 190 class buck on public land. It's that, a gnarly looking thing, too. It is. Oh, and it just shows you proof of what the wise eye can do. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more American Roots Outdoors right after this. Hey, everybody. This is Michael Water with Bone Collector. And you're listening to my buddy Alex Rutledge on American Roots Outdoors, man. Up a big old hill. Here after How many of you are tired of your batteries running out of energy, out of power? Let me tell you about Amped Outdoors. I've changed using the batteries I have had in the past. Amped Outdoors, I have the new 80 amp, 24 volt, single battery, weighs 46 pounds. This thing has produced energy all day long. Tested for two days, total use 11 hours. Cannot tell the batteries have even lost any energy. 
Go to Amped Outdoors if you want to be successful and not run out of power. Pair of hunting boots passed on down, planted deep in the ground around your heart. Eagle Seed presents. Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors. We are in the studio, and special guest, Mr. Adam Thomas, the communications director of Buck Grits. Uh, which is a product that's going to take the industry by storm because of the, what it does for your deer herd. And also in the studio, Mike Crace, co-host and director of operations for American Roots Outdoors Radio. Wayne Locke is not here with us today. He has sick children, and Wayne's sick himself. And uh, pr- say a prayer for him, and he does live across the road and not the street for me. <laughs> and as promised, this name, Nick Miley, has been coming up everywhere across southern Missouri because of this guy's big, big public land giant he killed at him. And I showed you the pictures, and we got Nick Miley on the phone. And Nick, welcome to the show. How's everybody doing? We're doing good, doing good, Nick. So, uh, yeah, go go ahead, Alex. Yeah, Nick, so... so Let's talk about your roots just real quick. You're born and raised in, in southern Missouri. Uh, your dad's Lyndall Miley and, and your mom's Vicky Miley. Your grandpa's Roger Miley. Uh, you grew up hunting deer and turkey with, in the footsteps of your dad and your grandpa. Talk on that real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, my, You know, back back when I got to start hunting nowadays, you know, the, time, the age is a little bit different now. I mean, back when I, I started, I couldn't really go legally to, to kill anything until I was either 10 or 11 years old back in the day, but now now they got the trying to get the youth into it and bump that age up to six years old nowadays. But ever since I was 10 or 11 years old, I remember even when I was little, you know, I remember my dad coming home with, with bucks and in the back of the truck and and even coming down down home here in Birch Tree where my dad grew up. Uh, and, it, like, it's like a national holiday <laughs> down here in the southern part of Missouri. And, Seeing deer come around, seeing people congregate, come together in the back of tailgates, uh, check their deer in back in the day. Now you can check your deer in over over your phone and through an app and everything. But back in the old days, it was more uh, congregation, everybody coming together, and, and, it, and it was super neat to me. And, and then once I finally got my foot out in the outdoors and my dad taking me, I'll never forget it, it was actually turkey hunting. You know, he took me out and... Uh, I'll never forget stepping out of the truck that, that very first ever turkey hunt. When we got out of the truck and it started to break daylight, I mean, we had turkeys gobbling 360 degrees around us. We didn't know which one to go to <laughs> to even try to, to take that. But ever since then, I I have had grown a passion and my love for the outdoors um, tremendously. And now it's it's all about trying to get these kids out in and get taking these youth. I mean, every... Every youth you got out there to, to take, I mean, we were all that, you know, as, as hunters now, and where I'm at now as hunter, um, we were all that kid at once. So mm-hmm. if anybody's listening, I'd, I'd man, get get that young, them young youth out there in, in the woods and, and see, what, see how much they can enjoy it as much as we have. Yeah, you know, it, it's in your roots, man, for sure. You know, you've been bow hunting for several years now, and... Uh, it's funny how this all happened to Adam and listeners, uh, Mike. Uh, he comes to my house. He, he had bought a, uh, a, a battery box to charge his Wise-Eye camera. Uh-huh. I turned, told him about Wise-Eye cameras. He bought him a Wise-Eye. I said, Nick, uh, 
his cousin Brandon bought one too, and Brandon's one that turned him on to it. Hey man, you gotta get one of these. They'll send a picture to your phone in thirty seconds if you got good signal. And Nick buys his camera and he, he gets it all hooked up in the rain. He drives a truck till an evening. He goes out there in the evening and sets it up where he found this buck and, and real quick he found an eight pointer, hundred and forty inch eight pointer he's trying to kill. He spent over 150 hours trying to kill this eight-pointer and never could get him killed, and he's about to get burned out. And he thought, well, I'm going to go check another area. Well, and this big deer shows up on his wise eye. <laughs> and, and go from there, Nick. we got about three minutes left here before we go to a break. Uh, tell us what ha- transpired after you found this big buck with your wise eye camera. Oh, yeah. Um, well, like Alex said, I've been chasing a big eight-pointer. Um, this eight pointer disappeared. I knew he made it through raffle season, but I also knew I was not in his home range. So I, I took a couple cameras in the, about three quarters of a mile to a mile in the direction. I thought this deer was coming from and set a couple cameras up. And lo and behold, two and a half days later, no eight pointer, but all of a sudden this guy comes in and all of a sudden my, my tank just got refilled. I was plumb more out of hunting already, but next thing you know, I mean, I knew the direction this, come, this, this deer was coming from. I mean, I found a, a spot where these deer were coming to, coming and going. So I knew the direction this deer was coming from, but every every picture was nocturnal. And I got that wise eye in, got it out, set up, and it was just, it was letting me know to where I didn't have to go in there to leave my scent, to go in there and, and disturb the area as many times as I had to. But um, lo and behold, I got in there. Uh, about the second day of hunting, I mean, I only went in four times on this deer. Uh, the second time I went in hunting, I wanted to see exactly where these deer were coming from, visually, physically see where these deer were coming from. And I seen the very next morning, I I went in where these deer, I seen them coming from, and I found the trail. So I, I slipped down in there and a little bit further before it dropped off down in a holler, and I uh, seen where he was coming through these treetops. And the third day I went in there to hunt, I, the wind was like a two, three mile an hour wind, which as you hunters is like no wind. So really, I mean, the wind it showed was in my favor. I needed a east or a south, southeast wind, and it was showing a southeast and then switching straight to a south, and which was perfect. But with no wind, especially in the hollers down here in the Ozark, that wind got to swirling, and as soon as it hit me in the back of the neck, I slipped down, got out of there, and just didn't want to mess anything up. The following set, which was the time I ended up closing the deal on this buck. Um, I had a good six to seven mile an hour gust at a straight south, southeast wind. And I, I slipped down in there and hoping, uh, hoping to catch him through, come through right at, right at last light. And sure enough, it happened. Well, it's great when a plan comes together. <laughs> it is. Oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it, it's absolutely We're going to go amazing. to a break. I'm truly blessed. We're going to go to a break, everybody. When we come back, we're going to talk more with Nick. Then we got a bonus segment after that. Then we're going to be back with Buck Grit, Adam Thomas here. Uh, we're going to hear the final closing segment of uh, the show and the upcoming segment with Nick telling us about the very crucial second he saw that buck and what happened and what transpired. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more American Roots Outdoors right after this. Hey, this is Eddie Salter, and you listen to American Roots. And outdoors with Alex Rutgers and Around your heart, so you never gotta worry what the wind might do. 
For whatever kind of fishing you want to do, Denali Rods has got the rod for you. Based in Mountain Home, Arkansas, Denali Rods has got rods for all types of fishermen, from the Covert Series to the Attack Series. They are the rod preferred by Alex Rutledge and American Roots Outdoors. Find a dealer near you by logging on to their website, DenaliRods.com. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram. I'm Alex Rutledge, and I love my Denali Rods. True North Tree Stands presents Welcome Back to American Roots Outdoors, the final segment of the radio show. Uh, as you know, we turn this also into a podcast, and our special guest on the show today is Adam Thomas with Buck Grits. And Nick, I know Nick Miley can't wait to get his hands on some of this Buck Grits to feed him through the winter where he hunts at, uh, just like the rest of us. Uh, I got me a big tote of it, Nick, by the way. I've got about 1,800 pounds. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to feed them good through the winter, and we're going to talk more about that in the bonus segment of this show. But, Nick, you finally figured out where the deer was coming from because you paid attention which way the deer was coming into your pictures on your wise eye. Then you went further in the woods to try to set up on that deer before it got dark. So you get set up, and you come to my house that evening, and you paid me for the 12-volt battery pack, power pack, uh, for your Wazai camera to keep it active for a year, and you never have to go visit the camera with that That's power right. pack. So he figured out where they're at, and he moves his stand in there, and he goes, and he goes, Alex, I feel like I'm going to kill that deer this evening. That's what he told me. And Nick leaves, and next thing I know, a little bit after dark, he's texting me a picture. He got him. So, Nick, what runs through your mind after you've used your, your, your common sense and your knowledge how to set up on this deer and figure him out with the help of Wise Eye? And what went through your mind as you're sitting in that stand? Tell us about the time you walk in the stand, you get in there to the, up to the moment you shoot the buck. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely Wise Eye did, did help me tremendously. Uh, like I, like you said it earlier, my cousin Brandon got one, and also told me about it, so I ended yeah. up getting that camera. But anyway, I knew this deer was coming, and anyway, I, I left your house. I said, man, I feel like it's going to be the evening. So I ended up, I said, but I got to go. So I had to hurry up, run out, get my clothes on, and get that get get my set up. I tried making sure I was there at least, you know, an hour and 45 minutes, two hours before dark, and I slipped down in there, and I get, I get up in there. I didn't blow nothing out. Wind's in my favor. I'm set up on the north side of this trail with a southeast wind. And I'm like, about 10, 20 minutes before dark, I, I hear some footsteps. There's a big light over tree, or the treetops. See that trail, they're, they're coming through the tops of that tree. There's a big old light over white oak. And I hear something coming through it. And all of a sudden, a couple of does come through, and I had no clue I was there. And it wasn't about five, maybe six minutes, which felt, you know, way longer than that, which I heard something just on the other side of that treetop. All of a sudden, I caught movement. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, I'm looking. I'm, I'm just like, anxiety's going crazy at this time. I'm like, well, man, I'm hoping it's him. And sure enough, I seen horns. And immediately, I knew it was a big deer. But I had to look away. So I hurried up, stood up, grabbed my bow, and spun back around. And, of course, I needed to make sure it was him. So I looked, and sure enough, he, he I could see the kickers coming off his G3. And I was like, yeah, that's, it. that's him. 
And from that point on, I don't look at horns no more. I just try to focus on when this deer is coming in and where where my shot present presentation is going to be and and all that. And finally, he he gets behind two big cedars about forty yards out, and he's starting to angle up the trail towards me. And when he got behind them two cedars, I drew back. And whenever he got about I don't know thirty two, thirty three yards or so, I, I let him. I I give him a rant. And, and stop him and pretty much just uh, let him rip and the rest was history. <laughs> so wow. you shot him, you got <laughs> But you talk about adrenaline rush. You compose yourself. <laughs> you're thinking, did I hit him or not? And you're, you're thinking, wow. So you go to the truck even though you know you hit him good. Yeah, and, yeah. I thought I, I'm pretty sure I thought I heard him crash. I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure, I mean, he made it about 70 yards or so, give or take. I thought I heard the crash, but just to be on the safe side, I climbed down and went back to the truck. I, I called my cousin Brandon, and he come out and helped me, helped me get, and you know, do the recovery and everything. And um, we got down there. I mean, I knew this deer was big. I mean, I, I rough scored him just on, you know, my, my, my trail cam pictures, which, you know, that's sometimes hard to do. But if you know deer and, and study deer, you, you can – get pretty close or decently close. And I rough scored him at 178 and four eights on paper from cameras. And I always give myself about eight, eight inches leeway. So I knew he was every bit of 170. When we got up to him on the ground, I, I looked at Brandon and I said, what did I just do? And <laughs> I mean, literally, I mean, it's, the, the pictures don't do the deer justice. And, and I've had some people, you know, say that, oh, you're, you're full of it, you know. You he ain't no one eighty five, one nine. I mean, you just I guess just got to see the deer in person, just in order to see. It. Alex got to see him in person. Oh, yeah. Deer gross scored. Uh, he firstly uh, added too much one too many circumferences. Uh, grossed him at one ninety one, but the deer's one eighty seven and five eighths. Uh, th that's a public land deer, everybody, that this young man went out with his wise eye cameras and hunted smart. When the wind was wrong, he would leave the stand, just get out of there. And I believe you told me you spent a total of seven and a half hours to kill this deer. Am I correct? No, 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 no. I, I probably, probably if I had to guess, actual hunting in the stand, probably about 11 or 12 hours. Okay, 11 or 12 hours. Okay. But still, I mean, for a deer like that, that's not much time. And public land. Yeah, exactly. No, that's not much time at all. He sounds like he composed himself pretty well, because if I'd have dropped one of them suckers, you'd have heard me two counties away. I'd have been hollering as loud as I could. Well, Nick, we want to congratulate you, and thank you for being on the show. And uh, we want to tell people to go to your Facebook page, Nick Miley, and look at his pictures. Also, have him post on American Roots Outdoors. And uh, I'll have you a gift of some uh, buck grits. We're going to close it right here. Again, thanks for being on the show, and congratulations, Nick Miley, on a gross 187.58. And thank you all for listening. And remember, when your roots run deep and strong, there's no reason to fear the wind. So you never got to worry what the wind might do. American Roots. Thank you for joining us for today's American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge. You can find us on Facebook. Look us up on the World Wide Web at AmericanRootsOutdoors.com. We'll be back again next week on this great radio station. Rutledge presents... 
Welcome to the bonus segment on American Roots Outdoors. You're listening to this. You're listening to us on one of the podcast carriers. We're on every podcast carrier available for outdoor shows. Uh, We've done very well with our show. We want to thank all of our listeners that listen to us all over the world. 19 countries, Adam. That's that's amazing. 19 different countries. That uh, I ain't even been in 19 different countries. <laughs> oh, I've not been in one go in. other than America. I, I yeah. haven't been in 19 different states. <laughs> <laughs> Redbone said he never saw a caution light or a red light until he was 25. Well, no, I grew up in St. Louis. I knew all about oh, lights. Okay, but, I'm, uh, I'm lying. I'm lying. Uh, anyway, back to buck grits. Yeah. Everybody, buck grits is a big buzzword that's happening right now in the outdoor industry. And... Uh, uh, it's kind of like WiseEye. WiseEye was a small company. Now WiseEye is a huge player Absolutely in the outdoor industry. Yeah, exploded. And and more than just throughout our region. And if you watch the WiseEye Facebook page, they're getting questions from people all over the United it's, States. It's crazy. Uh, you know, when they get their cameras, how to set them up. And yeah. and, and and one thing I will say about WiseEye, I know we want to talk about Buck Grits. Yeah. One thing I will say about WiseEye, their customer service is beyond reproach. I mean, absolutely beyond reproach. They are fantastic. There's no other other company, trail camera company out there, and no. I don't say it to be mean, that take care of the customers like WiseEye. That's exactly right. Yeah. And that's going to be a secret to Buck Grits. They're going to take care of their customers. So, back to Adam. Adam, the bonus segment here. Mm-hmm. Uh, We've got about six minutes here, probably five and a half minutes. Let's talk about Buck Ritz here. If there's dealers out there that's listening to this show or somebody wants to get a sample or they want to order, let's get into detail of that. And, again, I just want to recap the benefits of buying Buck Ritz over regular corn or other feeds. Right, right. You know, where we're at right now, as we've said, this thing is – we just think it's getting ready to explode and – and we're looking to add that dealer network in here where we can, you know, get this out to the people, right? People are, are writing into us, telling us they want to try it. They want to use Buck Grits, and we got to get it to them, right? So we're we're looking for those retail partners that are going to put this on the shelf and have it available to walk in, grab, and, and take it to the woods. Uh, you know, the best way to get in touch with us on that, if we haven't reached out to you yet, is is www.buckgrits.com and, and there's email an email link on there to request samples and it's it goes to sales at buckgrits.com and those all come in they come in directly to me right so as, as a commercial director here I'm, i am trying to launch this thing and get it off the ground so when, when you're sending in those samples uh they hit my email box and i'm going to see them and we're going to make sure those are getting took care of we've got these awesome sample boxes that that we send out We've got some of them set up for retail retail partners, right? We got kind of a box made up for them, and then we've got a box made up uh, for folks that, that want to be the end user customer, right? That want to buy it and they want to try it out and and see how this is going to help them maximize their deer herd and and the potential and and have those hunting stories like we just heard, you know, on the on mm-hmm. the rest of the podcast there about going in and, and bagging that great big buck you've been after. So. Uh, you know, how big would that buck have been if he was eating buck grits? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, he, he's just eating natural stuff. Yeah, corn. he's eating acorns. And not and corn, but acorns. Yeah. yeah. Acorns. Yeah. No, yeah. this stuff is, it. Uh, a healthy deer hits its potential, right? And and that's what we're out here to do. We're out here to get them, get them as healthy as they can be. Um, I, I truly believe these buck grits have, have what these deer need. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit about the, the gentleman at the high fence operation earlier, right? and how he put out a, a pile and they went right to it. But what we didn't get to is that he started increasing the percentage little by little, and they just kept eating the buck grits and leaving the other feed that he had made for him sitting there. 
the pellets and everything that they'd mixed together that was costing, you know, seven, eight hundred dollars a ton, it's sitting there and they're eating the butt grits instead. So eventually one day he just ripped that band-aid completely off and he put nothing but butt grits in their troughs and in the feeders on his whole farm, right? He's got thousands of acres, eleven hundred animals eating nothing but butt grits now because they just that's all they want. And how much does he how much does he feed a month, this guy? Uh he's feeding Gosh, over 15 ton a month right now is what he's feeding these deer. 15 ton, Redbone. Wow, that's a lot of deer feed. That's a lot of deer feed, yeah. Yeah, we're talking about cows, not as much, right? We're talking about deer, that's a lot of deer feed. That's a lot of deer feed. Um, But, man, I've been to his place. I've seen it. You talk about some deer, buddy. Yeah. I mean, they are beautiful. And the guy that skins deer on his place has been skinning deer for 30 years in this high fence operation. He said the deer are in the best condition they've ever been in. So they got an inch of back fat on them. He's never had back fat on deer up there. You know, it's the same same country like you live in out here, right? Lots of lots of trees and, and woods and timber. That's what these deer are living in with food plots just the same as y'all do right around here. And uh these things got an inch of back fat on them, man. He said it's the most best condition he's ever seen the deer harvested on that farm in thirty years. Okay, a question. You hear all these people, oh it's gotta have twenty percent protein, it's gotta have twenty five percent protein. What's your your sediments on that? I mean, you can take it up to 40 or 45 if you want. They're not going to utilize it, right? There's only so much a deer can handle. Uh, and we figured out that's somewhere around 18, 19%. Well, we're sitting at 16, 14 to 16 with this. And, uh, man, we're just seeing fanta- fantastic results uh, on it. So, you know, I think we're right in the sweet spot for protein and, and, uh, and that fat. That extra fat that comes with this buck grits, man, that's what really puts the energy to them. That's what gets them in good shape. All right, so Adam, is this a feed that I mean, for the, for the typical deer hunter, is this a feed that they want to keep out year round, uh, at least until they have to take it up because Missouri can't hunt right. over feed, right? Or do you want to put it out year round, or can you use it, uh, you know, just every once in a while? Maybe say feed a month, take a month off, feed another month. I mean, well, what, I what was your suggestion? I think that there's there's. You can manage these deer a bunch of different ways, right? But where this stuff is really going to shine is the people that really want to manage their herd, and they want that herd to be in the best shape they can coming out of the rut, right? So right now, right now is when I'd have buck grits in front of my deer, and I'd have it in front of them for the rest of the winter, all the way through the springtime, when they're going to start putting on on antler growth and things like that. You want them in the best condition they can be, and that's how you're going to do it. And then when you start going through the summer and the fall, if you want to use it as attractant, then guess what? Works for that too, doesn't it? And the lactating does, you know, when the fawns start hitting yeah. the ground, lactating does need it. And also, again, I want to reiterate, the crucial time to start feeding is right now. Yeah, well, right now. Because, yeah, when the bucks are in recovery. The, yeah, the, well, the bucks are starting to shed their antlers right now, mm-hmm. and it's a stressful time for them. We've got more and more cold weather coming here in January, February, and March. You guys need to be feeding it to them like crazy right now. And I'm not saying it to be a salesman. I'm saying because that's what I'm doing. Yep. And I'm buying the feed from him also, just like you would or anybody else. Mm-hmm. And I believe in it. It's, I'm a believer in it, and I can't wait to see the results. And, uh, again, I want to thank you, uh, Adam, for being on the show. Thank you for being a partner with American Roots Outdoors. And uh, we work with people we believe in, and we believe in butt grits. Well, thanks for having us. This has been a great opportunity. Uh, it's been great to come over and see all the people. Good to meet Redbone here in the studio today. And go Lathrop. Yeah, and go, go Mules, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Again, thank you for listening, everybody, all across the world. Redbone Mike Crace, Wayne Locke's not in the studio with us, Adam Thomas, Nick Miley, and Alex Rutledge. And remember, 
When your roots run deep and strong, there's no reason to fear the wind. 